Hello and welcome to Sustainable in the City, a podcast that tells inspiring stories of everyday city dwellers on a journey to a more sustainable life. I'm your host and novice sustainable light, Brooke. so ready it's time for another episode of sustainable in the city once again thank you so much for listening i appreciate it i hope you guys are learning a ton from this podcast i know since i've started i've already learned a ton it's got me really thinking in my own life you know especially in the season of winter where there's not a lot happening that i can be super active and stuff i think that i'm a big planner and so being able to have a list of all these resources and things that i want to do and think about has been really awesome and a ton of it's been unexpected things that i i didn't even know like when we were talking about uh to amanda and growing things inside like sure i i knew that people did that but i didn't think like i could do that like i just need some equipment and then it's it's easy quote unquote you know like I don't know. So, so I, I think that there's been a ton of things, especially with the zero waste movement that I've started researching. Um, we bought some reusable stuff that I didn't have before. I'm buying a bamboo cutlery set as we speak to be able to take to work with me and just little simple changes. You know, they're, they're very small steps, I'm sure, in the eyes of a lot of people. But for me, their steps and their movement. And I think, you know, now that you all know, I'm expecting a baby. And with that coming into my mind, it's really given me a new lens to look at what I need for a baby that I wouldn't have had before. I would have just printed off the checklist of all the things that I need for my registry and been like, check, done. All right, let's go buy a bunch of things. So I've been really excited just how much my mind has been opened. And I hope you have too. All of that spiel to say, we are actually going to talk a little bit more about zero waste today, but um, it's a little bit different. You know, we have Susie and Andrew here from Little Plastic Footprint, and it's really cool because they are from Canada, you know, and I think just culturally, there's a ton of differences between Canada and the U.S. as far as things that they care about from a sustainability standpoint, things that their country is doing. But just as a family, I think we we are going to have a really good conversation because they're parents, so I would love to pick their brain on how to be a sustainable parent um, and also just their journey because they did move from the UK, then they lived a little bit of time in other countries, and so they've kind of have a really great cultural perspective on cutting down on plastic and lowering your footprint, so I'm excited to talk to them from a cultural perspective and just a difference in countries. And also, if you're listening from Canada, hopefully it gives you a lot of amazing resources that you didn't even know about in your own community. I hope you guys buckle up and get ready to talk to Little Plastic Footprint. Hey guys, well, thank you so much again for uh, joining me on the podcast today. I'm very excited to talk about all things zero waste and plastic-free living. Um, I would love if you guys could just kind of start and give an introduction to yourself, what you do, your website, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Susie and... Um, Andrew, hi. <laughs> um, and we run um, Little Plastic Footprint. Um, it's a blog Um online blog, but also we have a heavy presence on Instagram. And it's kind of all about, I, I guess, reducing our plastic waste. That's kind of the, I guess, the punchline and the message that we're trying to, to put across to people. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, 
we had probably started in August, sometime around then. And yeah, got quite a, a few followers now and things. So it's um, it's nice to be able to get the message across to a few more people. Yeah, August. I mean, it's really grown a lot from just what I've seen on your Instagram alone. So that that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's what did you guys What did you guys do before? How did you kind of get started in the plastic free living? Well, I think um, we've always been aware of the waste we create. I think we've always done little bits here and there, um, but it, it's been the minimal. It's been recycling, composting, um, and that's it really. Um, and then we watched um the movie plastic ocean um and i think it really resonated with us and it, it i was actually a little reluctant to watch it i think it's because i knew that it would really change our lives um deep down i knew that this was actually going to have a big impact on our lives and it did mm-hmm. um and so that's when we started to change a few things in our lives we made a few swaps and then we decided why not blog about it yeah we the, kind of our approach to it was to try and take it fairly slow at the start. You know, we didn't want to kind of jump in and do just cut plastic out completely because typically that isn't that sustainable. Like we, we've tried to do every week or every two weeks, you know, maybe one or two things, you know, and as a problem arises or as we've run out of something or whatever that situation is, we try and find a solution to it. So we, we're trying to work through problems as they come up rather than, you know, and, and I love Plastic Free July, but I think I would rather people, you know, make a change that they can do for the rest of their lives rather than, you know, concentrate purely on a month or a week or whatever that is and then go back to the habits, you know, that they had before that. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. You know, and I think for me, I am still kind of learning about sustainability in this whole world in general. And uh, I've kind of gotten to this place where I think when I run out of something that's probably not great to use now, I'm looking for a sustainable alternative. So that's kind of been my way to start moving that direction without kind of jumping full feet in because that I think from an expense standpoint alone would be really hard for me to do. But yeah, it's um, intimidating as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. So where, um, just because I've never heard of the movie, actually, Plastic Ocean. So where did you guys see that? Or can other people watch that pretty easily? Um, I hope so. I feel like it was on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, so, Netflix Canada. So who knows if it's we, Netflix we UK to, or Netflix US. Or... We tend to not really get anything on Netflix Canada. So if we've got it, then like, <laughs> it is, everybody else does. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit about that documentary. I mean, we watched it. I'd heard someone at work talk about it. And it's, you know, it goes into a lot of detail about, you know, the impacts to wildlife, in particular kind of marine wildlife, the oceans, you know, and just generally the environment. And then it also touches on kind of health concerns around, you know, plastic and BPA and and things like that. And when we watched it, honestly, for the next week, we we felt kind of terrible. (laughs) We spent so much time, didn't we, looking into, you know, plastic free everything. And it, it almost got a bit, um, you know, we almost got a bit depressed about it for a week because we, we really struggled with, you know, things that we thought we were doing well. All of a sudden, we're like, oh, God, <laughs> we really weren't. I, I, I remember going to the supermarket that first time after watching it, and I went to do the shop, and I came back with nothing because the, just the plastic that I saw in the, in the supermarket just overwhelmed me, and I hadn't really considered it before. So, yeah, it really did have an impact on us. 
That's crazy. You know, I actually just talked to someone recently that um, one of the episodes that I recorded, she cut out the grocery store for a year because of that reason. Like she wanted to see if she could live off farmers markets and making stuff herself because everything in the grocery store was overwhelming in some sort of not reusable container. And she was like, I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) So I totally understand that. Yeah. It is really overwhelming. It gets really frustrating as well. I mean, there are some things that, you know, almost makes sense to be in plastic, but there are some things that are just, you know, crazy, like when they plastic wrap a lemon or something like that. And it, <laughs> it's infuriating, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I've, I've noticed that, you know, in my day job, I'm a graphic designer and so packaging has always been like interesting to me as far as the aesthetics of it and what people do with it and they're creative in packaging. But I've started to notice, especially since going on this journey, how much packaging is just unnecessary in general. Um, And it's just fascinating to me, the layers on layers of packaging that's in everything, not just the grocery store, but everywhere. And it's, I'm like, why, why is this a thing? Um, so, so I'd love to talk about, cause obviously I am in the United States and I, I have a, a feeling that in other countries, I think sustainability has been a lot more of a cultural norm than in the States. Um, I think currently we're kind of struggling, as I'm sure you guys know, figuring out as a country what this looks like and if we should do it, why we should do it and all that kind of good stuff. So I'd love to know, not only from Canada, but I know you guys originally, I think are from the UK. So what has been the difference in even moving countries? Have you noticed a difference or just from a cultural perspective, where do you think sustainability is in Canada and in the and in England? Yeah. So I mean, when we, I mean, it was a while since we were in the UK. Um, we've been in Canada for something like six okay. years and we were in actually in the Middle East in uh, Kuwait for two and a half years before that. Oh, okay. so it's over eight years ago since we were there. And to be honest, back then we were probably, it wasn't really at the forefront of our minds that much. So, I mean, but we do have all of our families still living there. We visit at least once a year. So we've kind of seen how it's changed. What I would say is that in, in London, particularly, you know, some of our friends that, two years ago even would never have really thought about plastic being being an issue. They they're saying no to straws. You know, there's been the big bag, um, kind of plastic bag uh, fee. I think they charge 10p at the moment. They do, and then that's in all grocery stores and they're now bringing in plenty of shops now as well. Yeah. Um, I think they've reduced their plastic bag usage by 85% in the UK. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's super positive and... I mean, the feel feel I get in Canada is that, you know, there are the people that kind of care about it. There are lots of small producers and, and some really great, you know, people at farmers markets selling some awesome products. But I'd say on the whole, the awareness is, is less, you know, and, and I think a lot of that stems from kind of the government. And, you know, if they were to put some, um, you know, policies in place, that meant that people had to pay, I don't know, 20 cents for a plastic bag at the store. Just one example, you would see the amount of bags just, you know, really drop down. So I think that, you know, on on places like Instagram, there are a lot of people in Canada who are going zero waste and plastic free or or trying to get there as close as they can. But I think as as a country, there's still quite a lot of a way to go. Oh, sure, we're... and I. Oh, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to say um, where Canada do um, do better than the UK is bulk products. 
So yeah. like Bulk Barn and places like that. And um, there's a lot more bulk stores um, in Canada, in Calgary particularly. Um, in the UK, they're trailing behind on that. They There aren't many stores. They're, they're unique. If they're probably barring. centric to London, I would imagine. Yeah. But, um, so we're hoping that they're going to start, you know, finding um, you'll be able to find more bulk stores in the UK soon. So, yeah, so there are there are some differences, definitely. And just to talk. I think. Uh, oh, yep. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say when we're in the Middle East, actually, I mean, that was a, a big eye opener when we got there, because obviously the waste there is significant. And, you know, the awareness around waste was very poor. You know, you'd have people sitting on the beach kind of 10 meters away from someone's picnic from the day before that was just left there. And even back then for us, that was nuts. You know, we we couldn't believe that people would do that, but it was quite a common occurrence. So I, I don't know what that's like there now, but it is interesting as you travel around, go to different places around the world, you know, you see different pockets and different perspectives on things but it's definitely um it's definitely growing on the whole though i would definitely say you know two years ago plastic free or zero waste was kind of just a a thought that a few people had and i feel like it's it's growing yeah i definitely agree do you um do you have a feeling as to why because i think in general you know people talk about the philippines especially i've heard a lot but um a lot of like those third world kind of countries why is that such a problem there? Like, do we, do you have any ideas on why they like that isn't part of their culture in any way? Like, do you, do you guys have any insight into that? Like from a research perspective? Not, not from a research perspective. No. I mean, I, I would imagine that some places in the far East, um, you know, there are a lot of people that are perhaps not as well off as, you know, the Western world and some of the, the countries don't have as good an infrastructure around recycling and waste management and things like that. So I, I imagine that trickles down to the people. Um, you know, there's probably also a bit of a cultural awareness. And if you put, I think it all flows from pol- politics, really. And, you know, if people are giving that message and people tend to listen, you know, I, I genuinely don't think people do things to harm the planet intentionally. I think it's all about awareness and, you know, trying to, if we can get that message to, to more people, I do feel like it will, it will change attitudes. Yeah, I think, you know, for um, just from my perspective, it's very interesting. So I live in Kansas City, which is literally smack dab in the middle of the United States. Um, And I grew up in Phoenix, which is more on the West Coast, but it's a lot bigger city. Um, And so I could tell you probably a couple bulk stores that I know about going back to that and just some sustainable places were more accessible. But I live in a suburb right now. And I think the closest place that I would go is like 45 minutes away. So I think even just depending on where you live, even in in my country, like you have access to things or you don't. Um, But I think overall as a culture, people are talking about it more. Like I've noticed even in my own like circles and just things that I've seen on Facebook from friends and stuff. Like it's very interesting that people at least are starting to have a conversation about it and talk about it. And, um, And I do think that that's how I've seen things grow, kind of that like grassroots, like, oh, people in my life are doing this and this is important to them. So maybe I'll look into it or like this guy says that it's easy. So maybe, I'll, you know, like I think that that whole influencer culture is really something that has been interesting to me in the in the sustainable movement for sure. Definitely. I mean, I think um, even our families have, have 
taken this on now, haven't they? Because yeah. because of what we're doing, and you know, a year ago, you know, my parents wouldn't have thought twice about you know groceries and plastic bags, and now they're you know they're writing to their local grocery store and requesting changes to products and things. It's really quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a thrift store by me, like a secondhand store that charges you if you want like a um, brown paper bag, but they don't use any plastic bags and you can pay like 10 cents to get a brown paper bag. But I was like, that's a thrift store. Like, that's cool that they're even like trying to make a difference and not even offer that as an option anymore. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah, I've really appreciated that. Um, so what are kind of the top, like the biggest not even offenders, but just the most common things that you guys think people use every day or whatever that are that you could easily replace or make a difference by going plastic free. Definitely, there are there are plenty. We'll we'll keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, you want to start with plastic straws. I mean, that's an easy one. You don't you don't need a straw. So most adults, you know, I would argue, don't need a straw. If, if you've got children or, you know, you particularly want a straw, then there is a, there's so many products out there, bamboo, metal, yeah. glass, you know, there's so many, you can stick one in your purse. Or, we have a purple you know. one for our four-year-old um, that we carry around <laughs> and she loves that. Um, so that's, a, that's the first one. The Another one is grocery bags. We've kind of touched on that, but, you know, produce bags as well. So the amount of times I've seen people have like a, you know, a fabric bag for life, you know, um, tote, but then they fill it with, you know, vegetables and things that are in the little thin plastic bags. So we've gone and got some kind of like cheesecloth uh, mesh bags that we use and we put, uh, you know, broccoli, cauliflower or anything kind of loose into those. Um, and yeah, it's great, isn't it? Um, water bottle, carry your own water bottle, bottle around. Um yeah. that's probably one of the biggest offenders in the world and i mean it saves that saves quite a lot lot of money i mean when you think if people that work in in downtown or whatever and you're buying a meal deal and you get a drink every day i mean if you take your own water then you're probably going to save some money too for sure um coffee cups you know the amount of people that just get coffee cups and just throw them in the trash is still kind of crazy you know just to get a reusable one is it's very cheap you know or even better just go and sit down in in the coffee shop and have a talk with people <laughs> you know it's they, I, th I think the problem is that it's places um coffee you know in any any coffee place i'm not even going to start naming them any coffee place just don't tend to offer you a um a, what we would call mug you know china anymore um yeah. and you have to actually request you it. You have to request it, but they, they do have them. Um, so ask. Yeah. Go and sit in the coffee shop and ask for a, a for a mug, for a cup, and they will have them. Um, yeah, um, another one would be um, go and buy your bread from a local bakery and take your own bread bag. You can use anything. I, I think even uh, some zero-waste um, people have... Uh, used a pillowcase before if they really want to um <laughs> but there are specific bread bags you can buy go in ask for it ask for them to put it in there yeah. and um that that'll save you plastic um and they sell good bread yeah i mean usually you get nicer bread <laughs> at kind of bakeries and farmers markets than you do in the supermarket but uh, you know another thing we've started doing recently is actually making our own bread and it's honestly it's really easy 
you know, you get complete control over what you want to put into the bread, you know, whether you want seeds on top and all that sort of stuff. So, and it, that is a significant money saver as well, actually. I actually saw that on your guys's Instagram, the the whole making bread and pasta thing. And I think it's actually really cool. I've made bread a couple times and I remember the first time I did it, I was like terrified that it was going to be super complicated and like letting it rise and rolling it out and all that stuff. I was like, this seems really hard, but it really wasn't. And it was actually kind of fun. Like, especially if you have kids, like I think all that stuff is, it, there's an element of fun to it. So, so I, I totally recommend it. The pasta making, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we probably had about a 50% wastage because grubby hands got all over this pasta and bits <laughs> up on the floor and, but you know, they, she loved kind of putting it through the machine and all that stuff. So we, we do that a lot. Um, we also have razors and shaving, like our whole shaving um, process has changed for both of us. You know, we both used to use the kind of Gillette Mac three disposable um, head type razors. Um, you know, but a lot of people used to use actually throw away the whole razor, which are even worse. We've now switched to safety razors. Um, so they're a look so much nicer they tend to be um sort of metal or bamboo kind of handles the the blades are incredibly cheap and i mean i think it gives a better shave i do too um so what we've done there as well is we go and get like a soap bar and kind of make our own i'm kind of doing this like you can see it but make make our own ladder <laughs> and kind of use like one of the uh the brushes to to apply it and it's kind of, you know, speaking to my parents, that's what like my granddad did and, you know, that sort of generation. It's not new. And funnily enough, they all managed to shave perfectly well and, you know, <laughs> so that is probably one of the biggest changes that we've made that I feel like we're A, saving tons of money and B, you know, the amount of plastic that was going into waste there was huge. Now we've got a little tin that we put blades into which is actually an old uh, soup tin that we kind of put them in. And then once it's filled up, we just put that entire tin into the recycling. So there's, there's actually no waste at all from it. That's awesome. And I think it's funny, like you mentioned, going back to things that your parents did. I feel like a lot of this stuff um, that people are going back to really was what we used to do. And I think that the biggest thing that's changed is just the level of convenience that our cultures have gotten used to. Like, why would I go do all that when I can just go buy a disposable razor? Like, I think that the the convenience, like that's to me what needs to change is that those products just need to be available in more convenient spaces. Because um, I think that, and to your point too, all of this stuff to me is so much more beautiful. Like it's so, it's aesthetically pleasing. It's beautiful. Like it's just way better. And in the long run, you're saving so much money by doing it, but you just, you either can't find it, you don't know where it is in your own communities, or you just are like hey, it's here so I'm just gonna get it yeah. it's just sometimes being aware of these things because it didn't even occur to me even when Andrew got his razor it didn't occur to me that I could use a safety razor too because sure. in my mind safety razors were for men and and that's just how we've been how it, it's just been perceived that those kind of things are for men shaving their that and I was thinking hang on we shave and why can't we use exactly the same thing and I love my razor now. So yeah. It's do you have to do anything different to use it? Like from a shaving, like, is it the same kind of shaving process? Um, go a little slower. Um, I mean, in my experience, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of nicks, 
but only because I've not been careful and I've not gone slow. Sure. So yeah, you may need an extra five minutes in the shower um, just to get that, you know, make sure you don't cut yourself. Um, right. But overall, I honestly think I get a better shave. Um, and like we say, you save so much money that it seems definitely worth it. So yeah, everyone's got their own little tricks and tips, I think, for yeah. using a safety razor, but there's plenty of, <laughs> plenty of, uh, and if you look on YouTube, there's some really good videos, kind of instructional videos on how to do it. And yeah, that's kind of, really kind of followed. Followed people that actually know what they're doing. It's usually a good plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. YouTube has saved a lot of my uh, my life. <laughs> um, so where do you guys like like to buy products like these things? Like, are there really good resources from a store perspective, like online, especially because that's more, you know, broad as far as where you can purchase them is when it's online? Yeah, because of course, anything local, um, not everybody will have access to our places in Calgary. We do have a couple of local stores, don't we? We, we love. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got two zero waste stores, but there's quite a, there's a couple of bulk barns, and they're great. I mean, I, I don't know. I assume you have bulk barns in the states. I guess that's where it kind of originates from, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're they're um, fantastic. I mean, anything like rice, pasta lentils all your flowers all your sugars nuts you know anything like that all sorts of peanut butters coffee loose you know and you can just take your kind of mason jars or your own bags you weigh them before you actually start shopping and you just fill them up directly in the store and then you pay based on weight so it's it's great for you know things that you know maybe you only need a little bit of so if you're making a birthday cake for your little girl's birthday and you want some sprinkles or something like that then you know that's great um the other thing there are some online stores i mean i think you've got to be a bit careful where you're shipping things from um but in canada in particular there's life without plastic that's a, a really good online store in the uk you've bought some things from yeah there's a wonderful place but anybody who might hear this from the uk um there's a wonderful um online store called plastic freedom and um, she has a load of products and um, I've recently bought some things from there now because we have family in the UK I just get my family to bring it out for me <laughs> um, <laughs> which is always good but I've just bought some shampoo that I'm really excited about actually and um, I've not done so well with the shampoo bars um, I've struggled to transition to the shampoo bars um, but they they are um, little cubes um, which you kind of crumble into your hands and then put and then uses normal shampoo um, and I've heard really good reviews about it so I am eagerly waiting for the arrival of my brother at the end of the month <laughs> um, um, for him to bring those so I can try them out so not just for the shampoo but I'd like to see him as well <laughs> I'd like to see my brother <laughs> the shampoo would be great <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's there's, awesome there's a, there's, that's a great store and then um yeah I think just look around where you are you know if you're in the U.S. then I'm sure there are plenty of stores we haven't really shopped there mainly from a shipping perspective because sure you know carbon footprint as well we have to take into consideration so I feel like um so I'm actually expecting my first baby due in June Congratulations. and I've been thank you I've been looking around to try to find you know a lot of like better quality, just baby products in general and sustainable things. And I feel like from an online shopping perspective, something will say, 
uh, organic or eco-friendly. And I know that some people have talked about that doesn't always mean that it really is. So are there certain things that you should like that people should look for when they're shopping online that to really make sure that it's a good product that is sustainable, that is, you know, made well or? I think definitely look at what it's made of. I mean, just because they say eco-friendly, you've got to, they, I guess some people might put eco-friendly, but really it's, it's not as eco-friendly as, as it should be. Um, definitely look at what it ingredient, look at the ingredients or what it's made of. Um, I, I do feel that, um, we, we all need to not just, I mean, everybody helping each other out is great because everybody has their own opinion on everything. Um, but, <laughs> but so we're all helping each other out by researching, but I think your own research is, is still really important. So we might suggest something, but it might not be for you because you also have your own thoughts on various issues. So, for instance, something that's plastic free that we're suggesting um, is great, but we need to look at the bigger picture. So, for instance, um, just an example, if you are going to buy a product that's in glass, but it's being shipped from China, but you could buy the same product that's packaged in plastic from your local store that was made in your local area, which is better. Sure. That's a really difficult one. Um, And I think we all need to kind of look at these things. So is, you know, was that plastic made from, is it, is it new plastic? Is it recycled plastic? So again, so anything that you're looking at, just look at the ingredients or the, what it's made of list and try and make your own judgment call. I mean, that's all we can do is is try and figure out which is the best product for us um i know that there's lots of things about cotton um and whether it's sustainable and and things like that and and it's it's really difficult to make a really good decision i mean one one thing that I, i would suggest is if if you have any concerns is to reach out to the company i mean we've done that with a few um around packaging and you know asking them how would they ship the product you know, and usually if you you say what your concerns are, they'll actually say, well, you know what, I, I can reuse a, a box that I've had before or something like that if, if, you're, um, if you have concerns about the packaging. So I think reaching out to, to people and, and A, asking, and B, saying what you would like helps to kind of drive awareness at their end and maybe change how they look to package their products. I think that's really smart. I actually saw um, somewhere, not that people should just be living on Amazon, but it is super convenient. Um, but someone actually told me once that you can request like no, like little, very little packaging or no extra packaging. I don't remember what the setting's called, but actually on Amazon, like you can write that in the notes um, to help reduce the amount of packaging that they send with whatever they ship you to, which I thought was cool that but not, not a lot of people know that that's even an option. So, well, that that's I guess that's why we uh, we try and do these things so we can hopefully tell everyone, and then we can go, oh, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> exactly. That's half. Exactly. That's half of the stuff we're putting on. We've only just figured it all out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are teaching me a bunch, so I appreciate that. Um, one last thing that I kind of wanted to ask you guys, because I am guilty of this, so uh, don't judge me too much, but I feel like I've gotten really good at like trying to eliminate a lot of my one-time use plastic things, but then I replace them with 
longer term use plastic things because it's easy to buy a plastic water bottle versus a metal one or whatever. So what is, is that, I mean, obviously it's still not the best thing that you could be doing, but is that better than, I mean, it's probably better than single use, but what is the concern about, you know, like a little longer longevity plastic containers or something like that? Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, going back to the plastic ocean documentary, they, they talk sure. quite a lot about BPA, which is, you know, kind of in plastic and it, and there are health concerns around it. I mean, I'll be honest, we don't know a huge amount about that. And most of our, um, I guess, research has come around the kind of wildlife impact and, and the oceans and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the way we've looked at it is as we run out of something, we'll look into alternate, um, I guess, you know, whether it can be glass or whether it could be something else um, rather than plastic. But, you know, we have in our pantry, I mean, we've got a load of plastic Tupperwares and things that we store flour, rice and things in them. We've got no plans to get rid of those. I mean, personally, unless you're concerned about, you know, kind of the leaching into food, which we just don't know enough about at the moment, um, right. you know, I wouldn't recommend just throwing things away. I don't think that helps anyone or, or the planet, you know, use it until it's broken. And then if at that point, you know, you do some research and look into maybe it's better to buy a glass jar with a wooden lid or something, you know, whatever that might be. But I, I see a lot of people on Instagram actually throwing away perfectly good containers because they're made out of plastic just so they can, you know, get a glass, um, you know, glass jars on a shelf. So it looks fantastic. And, and it does look great. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think there's the the kind of aspect of not throwing things away just because sure yeah finish using what you what you've got and then figure it out i think that's what we're doing that's that's how we're approaching it but what i would say is you know particularly with kids and things if if you have a concern you know there are some great bamboo um bowls and things that that we've bought i can i can send you the link to some of the the products and things um and they actually kind of they have silicone bases that stick to the um to the table they're all made out of bamboo, so there's no plastic at all, and they look awesome as well. Like they're in really funky shapes with like moose ears and all sorts of stuff. So <laughs> there, there are products awesome. out there if if you don't want to just you know have a bog standard kind of plastic bowl. But yeah, sure. do your research and kind of go from there, I guess. And reusable diapers. Are we going to be doing a post hopefully yeah. soon? Um, when I yeah, I don't know if you've looked into that with a with a baby on the way, but we. We a love it because, you know, there are issues around, you know, washing and, and whether that's kind of a good thing, but you do save a significant amount of money doing it. And they just look sure. really, really cute. I mean, some of the patterns on these, um, you know, reusable diapers are awesome. And they? it's not as difficult as I had anticipated. I think that's my biggest thing is there's so many different types out there and stuff that I... And I have some friends that have kind of done it, but they've done it where they still like throw the liners away or something. So uh, my husband and I are definitely talking about it, but it's to be determined on (laughs) he's actually going to be the one that's home more. So we're still trying to figure out that whole situation. Yeah, it's a difficult one, that one. But um, we we are glad we did it. Um, And I'm not being honest. We are better with the second child than we were with the first. And we did. We stopped after about a year yeah. with our first child, with, but 
now with our second we're we're persisting until she's potty trained well, um, we still have diapers in your diaper bag though and things for when we're out and about yeah we, and all we that still, stuff. like we we're not completely you know we, we do have fun but we we try and minimize when we're in the house i guess yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah, well, that's great. Um, and I would take, I mean, any resources that you give me, I can also put as kind of the description of here too, so other people can have them. Um, and then I'll put a little link to your blog. So obviously people can use that as a resource. Is there anything else I think from um, what you guys are doing or just the the plastic free movement, zero waste in general that you guys would like to touch on or? Yeah, I think maybe just um, one of the, I guess, perceptions is that going zero waste is more expensive. Or plastic-free. Or plastic-free mm-hmm. or, you know, sure. making those sort of environmental changes. And I think there is some, you know, it is true in some cases. There are some things, you know, one example is if you want to buy regular cow's milk in, in a glass bottle, that's significantly more expensive than plastic. So there sure. are some things that are more expensive. But, we, you know, we've already touched on kind of like razors, diapers, you know, buying in bulk water bottles. There are, there are a lot of things that are um, actually cheaper. And then there's other things that kind of are a bit of a wash, you know, like a, a grocery bag. It really isn't an expensive change. So I guess that, what we kind of say to people is do what you can and, and don't stress out. Like if, you know, if money's tight, don't feel like you've got to go and spend, you know, twice the amount just to buy milk in a glass bottle try and focus your attention somewhere else where perhaps, you know, the cost isn't as high and you can still make an impact. So just to, to work with your your situation and, you know, do what you can, but there's no good stressing yourself out, out about it. You know, I don't think that helps anybody. So And, and hopefully the, the, the country will, or the government will catch up with everybody and they'll start implementing um, laws and things that will help reduce plastic and then over time the people who can't necessarily afford to, to make all the changes will be able to down the line because of various ways they've managed to reduce plastic in the supermarkets um, but also just one last thing I think when you start doing this you start planning more so for instance like meals and things you start planning your meals a bit better and by just saying right I'm not going to have that in plastic and so we're going to have this you start saying well if I'm if I'm buying this um I don't know squash well you know we'll use it for this meal and then we'll use it for the next meal and I found that we are now using up food much better than we ever did before so that saves us money anyway so I think just the whole um lifestyle has helped to save money that preparation of, of going to the store for something having your bags ready and just kind of planning Only kind of your life you need, <laughs> more yeah. than just just a grocery store, but just, just planning everything you're doing sure. so you're not caught out, you know, when you're, you know, maybe at the mall or something and you all of a sudden you need some lunch and the only option is, you know, some takeout food on a polystyrene tray with your polystyrene forks and things. If you kind of go plan ahead, either take sandwiches or take your own cutlery or whatever that is, but, you know, you can start to plan around scenarios so you kind of set yourself up to succeed a bit better. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's funny, you know, no matter what topic of sustainability that I've been talking to people about, I think the same theme has been resonating of just being more intentional and not just being, you know, that kind of convenient consumer where it's here, it's just in front of me so I can do it, but it's really just being intentional with all of your life, no matter what your decision 
Yeah, <laughs> no, <I> definitely. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, again, I appreciate you guys so much for talking to me. I learned so much. I have a ton of notes <laughs> written down for things that I need to go um, look up myself, like safety razors. I'm going to go watch a YouTube video. Wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I appreciate you guys so much, and uh, I hope you stay warm out there in Canada. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> and I say, if, if you's got any questions, or if anyone listening's got any questions, then just uh, it's little plastic footprint on instagram just send us a message and we'll, we'll do what we can all right well thanks guys so much yeah thank you thank you